Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. And I'm Donna Cleveland, editor-in-chief of iPhone Life Magazine. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor of iPhoneLife.com. Each week we talk about the uh, best Apple news, top tips, great gear. Uh, so tune in each week. We've got a really great show for you today. We have latest iOS 7, not iOS, iPhone 7 rumors. We already have rumors about the iPhone, which is a bit scary. Uh, and we have some Black Friday deals for you, Apple Watch rumors, and we're going to talk about the Apple TV and do a hands-on review. Uh, so pretty exciting show. Uh, before we get started, though, I want to take a minute to tell you about iPhone Life Tip of the Day. Every day, we will email you a tip, some cool tidbit of how you can get more out of your iPhone and save time, uh, and it's free. So go subscribe, iphonelife.com slash daily tip. Donna, what was your favorite tip this week? This This week's best tip was how to not trigger red receipts when you're messaging people. So if you have red receipts turned on on your messaging app, which you can also turn off, which we'll link to that in our <laughs> we'll link to that in our blog post about the podcast as well. Um, so okay, first of all, first of all, I would like to do a poll <laughs> of our listeners out there. Do you guys say read receipts or red receipts? Because this has been a big controversy in the office. <laughs> um, so send us an email at podcast iphonelife.com and let us know which it is. You guys are solidly in the red receipt camp, so I'm led to believe. I like the way read receipts sounds, but I really believe grammatically read receipts is correct. So I have switched. <laughs> yeah, you'll notice since I said read receipts before, I've been convinced this week by our associate editor, Rayanne, that read receipts is the way to go because it's you've well, read them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a past tense. Yeah. Okay. So read receipts, right. for those of you who don't know listening, that's when you message someone and it says underneath the time that you've read it. So and this so, is this is for and text that it messages. Has been read. Yeah. So okay. that um that gives you away if you are one of those people who reads text messages and then don't respond, and that really sucks. <laughs> so you so are you one of those people then, Donna? <laughs> yeah, you can tell by my, the way I'm telling this story. <laughs> so do you guys have red receipts turned on on your phones? I do not. Um. So this tip for me really, I think it's just helpful for people who, uh do have red receipts turned on. And what it is is that if you have an iPhone 6S, when you press on uh, um, from the main screen of your of your messages, if you press firmly on the screen, you'll get a preview of the text messages. And then if you just let go, instead of pressing harder to go into the app, then no one will know that you saw the text message. You just took a peek at it and saw if it was something interesting or not. Well, you're actually, you're already in the app, right? You're just in the list of conversations and you, you yes. 3D touch the the conversation and then it shows you the most recent message and you can choose whether to go into that conversation or not. That's right. Sarah's much better at describing this than me. <laughs> so yeah, you open the messages app, there you see a list of all your apps. Press on the conversation all your you want. Messages. I mean all of your messages. It's almost like Sarah writes these. Oh my god. <laughs> well, actually, let's give credit where it's due. Connor Carey, our feature writer, writes them and then I edit them. <laughs> but but Sarah was the one that she started the tip of the day, and you probably have written hundreds of them at this point, right? Yes. Thank you for reminding me of all the tips all that I was pain. forced to write every day. Yeah, so Sarah's really great explaining all of these things and making it sound simple. 
when clearly I'm not. So I apologize <laughs> for that. But you did yeah. fine, Donna. You did fine. <laughs> Good job, Donna. So, but I have a complaint. Okay. I feel like um, Facebook Messenger, the Facebook Messenger app, really needs this feature. Needs mm-hmm. 3D touch mm-hmm. because right now. Uh, there's no way to turn off red receipts, and it doesn't have 3D touch support. So you're screwed. People know if you've read the messages. Yeah. So we talked about this last week that in Facebook Messenger they have red receipts that you can't turn off, and they have not done iPhone 6s 3D touch yet. Uh, and I think they will. And then will. of course there's all the people who still have iPhone sixes, and I'm sorry if you have an iPhone six. You don't have 3D touch. I, mm-hmm. It seems obvious, but I get a lot of emails whenever we run a 3D touch tip. So. Yes, if you have an iPhone 6, you can't use this tip. I'm sorry. And we're sorry about that. One thing it seems like to be careful of, though, is because this has happened to me in Messenger. I have I have my red receipts turned off on uh, my text message app. Uh, but if you open up your, your text message app, which is called Messages, correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you open up Messages and you are already on that conversation, it'll automatically bring you into that conversation as opposed to opening it up where it brings you to your thread of all your conversations where you can peek into the message without re- showing a red receipt. Mm-hmm. So it seems like what you would have to do there if you really cared. Uh, there's two things you could do. One is you could do uh, um, 3D touch from the home screen into... Uh, somebody else's conversation to make sure you weren't accidentally opening up the conversation and showing the red receipt. Uh, or you could swipe down and read the message and notifications too, which is what I do in Messenger. We talked about so that last week. there's a workaround if you don't have an iPhone 6S. Mm-hmm. But really, just listening to the complications and the level of sort of calculation, just go into your settings, open up messages, and toggle red receipts it, off. Like, it, really, like, why would you have it turned on is the big question for me. It seems like there's two types of people in this world. There's people who are comfortable enough in themselves to say, yeah, I read your message and I didn't message you back. <laughs> Get over it. And then there's people like the three of us <laughs> who want people to like us, apparently. And so we just hide the red receipts so we can read the message without texting people back. <laughs> then openly discuss how we pretend yeah. that we haven't read it. Interesting, David. I noticed you're saying red receipts now. Oh, did I? Sw- <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, you guys convinced me. I'm just used to being edited and eventually I just go along with whatever the editors <laughs> tell me to do. <laughs> um so we have a letter this week, or an email, I think, I believe it's called. Uh, we got an email from Beth. So last week, if you didn't tune into the podcast, we talked about which carrier you should choose. Uh, and we talked about the difference between leasing your phone from Apple and buying your phone. And one of the advantages of leasing your phone is that it includes Apple Care, whereas buying your phone, of course, you have to pay extra for it. In general, when we did the math, uh, as a spoiler, even though I want you to go back and listen to the podcast, when we did the math, buying your phone tended to be cheaper than leasing your phone. But when we were talking about Apple Care, we talked about how Apple Care does not cover you for water damage. Uh, turns out, according to Beth, who did some research for us, that we were incorrect about that. So I'm going to read her message. I just wanted to point out in podcast 11, you are incorrect in stating Apple Care Plus does not cover liquid damage. If a phone has liquid damage, then Apple would replace the phone for a service fee either $79 or $99. Um, so it does cover water damage, but you do have to pay that service fee, um, which is $99. Cheaper so this, than a new phone. A lot cheaper than a new phone. And this does make the iPhone upgrade program a better deal. Um, 
usually leasing is not a good idea, but if you're planning on getting Apple Care Plus anyway, and you know now we're aware it does cover water damage, um, then in that case, it's a no interest plan to have insurance as well as lease a phone. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I uh, we'll have to we'll have to put put this in the blog post because I have a feeling that even so, you're better off buying your phone and paying for Apple Care. But I'll crunch the numbers and go to iPhoneLife.com/podcast for the answer. And also, just really try not to drop your phone in the toilet. Just <laughs> <is> my advice. <laughs> Apparently, I just sent out an email this week that had this little tidbit. 13% of iPhone users have dropped their phone in the toilet. Oh, wow. wow. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the email, I was like, I'm sad to say I'm part of the 13% club. <laughs> so far, I am not. But I, I just feel like the fact that my I haven't destroyed my iPhone yet is just luck. It's a, yeah, it's a minor miracle. I just, like, knock on wood now. Um, the question that I have for you guys that I'm trying to remember what my question was, and I can't... Oh, isn't the water iPhone 6S, you know, supposed to be waterproof secretly? Uh, maybe a little more water resistant than previous iPhones. Apple is definitely not selling it as waterproof. Okay. But basically, you know, on YouTube, the people who did tests on the iPhone 6S found it to be a lot sturdier and more water resistant than the 6. Don't test this at home. No, no. Don't, don't test it at home, but it gives me a little bit more confidence being someone who did not purchase the uh, Apple Care. Yeah, me too. All right. So next up, we're going to uh, answer some insider questions. Those of you who don't know yet, uh, iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription service. You get, uh, when you subscribe to iPhone Life Insider, you get a su- subscription to the magazine, a digital subscription to the magazine. You get access to the archive of all our back issues from iPhone Life magazine. You get a video tip of the day. We'll email you a video tip every day. You get access to the archive of all of our video tips, which Sarah wrote for us and Connor and Donna. Um, and in addition to that, you get to ask us questions. Also, you get in-depth video guides. I don't want to leave that out. So you get in-depth video guides. We're just working on our iOS 9 in-depth video guide. So that should be out soon. Uh, So we answer questions, and sometimes we even answer them on air. So Sarah, uh, what was our question from this week? Um, This question was, oh, I didn't put the lady's name. It's from a lady who is having trouble with her... uh, her headphones. She keeps buying headphones, and whether they're cheap headphones, whether they're uh, whether they are expensive ones, she's having some bad luck. Here's what she says: I am tired of going through headphones that end up with the wires inside the cord breaking, so one can't get sound. So what can I do to find a set of headphones without spending a fortune on new ones so much? I have not found any difference in the cheap one versus the more expensive headphones. Hopefully, someone has an answer to this problem. Thanks. And her name is Sherry. Well, here's one solution. Um, get wireless headphones. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, your mileage on cables will vary, but really it depends on how you use them. If they, But after a while, pretty much every headphone cable will break because that's a point of stress on them. And wireless headphones have improved so much in quality like there's not really any kind of difference in sound quality as much uh, th- there isn't a discernible difference there is actually a difference mm-hmm. there's okay, yeah. with bluetooth it's not lossless sound and so cords are inherently better sound quality but 
That being said, I use wireless headphones and I mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference really. So I agree yeah. with Sarah, but thought I'd pipe yeah, in before we got angry for, emails. <laughs> thank you for that clarification. That is an important clarification. And if you're a sound snob, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe you just want to start being really, really careful with your headphones or get like headphones that have detachable cables, which you can then just replace if something happens to them or they'll just pop out if too much pressure is put on them. But Really, I would recommend wireless headphones. And our current issue actually has a roundup of four really good wireless headphones. I think we're going to talk about the merits of two of them in this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. now these are, as a warning, these are on the more expensive side of headphones. But they are. they're two really nice uh, wireless Bluetooth headphones. So we'll talk yeah. about those. But, but also, if Sherry is someone who likes to exercise, there are a lot of other good headphone, wireless headphones that are great for running mm-hmm. and also don't fall out of your ears. Mm-hmm. So there, that's another advantage of right. wireless. So I'm going to include in the podcast blog post a couple of links to roundups that uh, Shiva Om, our gear editor, has written for the website so you can explore maybe less expensive options or ones that are better for whatever activity you're doing while you listen to music on your iPhone. And I, my favorite for, I'll, I'll pipe in with a few of my favorites, for, for exercise headphones that are wireless, uh, Jaybird is a really yeah. nice pair. Uh, and the nice thing about that, I wrote about these for my Apple Watch uh, roundup, gear roundup, because it syncs with your Apple Watch. So you can, if you have Bluetooth headphones, you can do these with any Bluetooth headphones. You or can, speakers. Or speakers, thank you. You can sync with your Apple Watch so that you can, uh, what I do when I go for a run is I don't even need to bring my iPhone anymore. I just bring my headphones, play music from my Apple Watch, and I'm good to go. Although I just want to say that bringing your iPhone makes the fitness tracking more accurate in terms of your pace and mm-hmm. distance and stuff. But if you've already sort of established that on your iPhone, what David is doing is totally fine. Yeah, that's because the iPhone has GPS built in, whereas the Apple Watch doesn't. But all the other the fitness sensors are in the Apple Watch, so it's still right. Yeah, it, it seems relatively accurate actually, because I keep forgetting to bring my iPhone along to to track it. But it seems like the because it, it tracks it with your pedometer, and I used to always carry my iPhone with me, so I know about how far yeah. I run. Well, it's about right. Yeah. Well, what Apple recommends actually is that initially you bring your iPhone with you, and then your Apple Watch basically kind of learns your pace and your stride, and then it's not really necessary to always have your iPhone with you. Yeah. If you do it once or twice, you're probably good, which yeah. I didn't do. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we've got we've got lots of news this week. So let's start off with iPhone 7 rumors. I can't believe we're already talking about iPhone 7. I just bought my 6S. I feel like they start the day after the newest iPhone comes out. Seriously. I know. It's like Halloween, going to Walmart the day of Halloween, and already all the Christmas decorations are out. That's what's (laughs) happening with iPhone 7. I know. I I left my Halloween candy shopping late, and I experienced exactly that. (laughs) I was like, it's not Christmas. It's literally the day of Halloween. Yeah. Um, So what are the latest rumors? for iPhone 7? There's some, like, there are always the YouTube videos set to, like, music that's supposed to sound like Apple of mm-hmm. concept designs, and there was a fun one of an edge-to-edge display for the iPhone 7 mm-hmm. without a home button. That looked really cool. I feel like, honestly, I've been seeing that same concept design since the <laughs> iPhone 4. Like, I mean, they modify it each time, but basically since the iPhone 4, people are like, oh, this time we're going to get an edge-to-edge d- display. This time they're going to get rid of the home button. And it hasn't happened yeah. yet. I'm, yeah. I'm with David. I'm a little skeptical on that one. 
Um, have you guys heard the one, I mean, I feel like this one is another one that happens all the time, that there's going to be the third smaller iPhone size? Oh, that one I've heard a lot. The It's going to be like the 7C or something like that. That I feel like my husband would be really excited about that because he does not like the larger screen. He likes having a, a phone that just really easily fits in his hand and he can put in his pocket. But if there was the edge-to-edge -edge display on a smaller device, that would be really appealing because you still uh, yeah. have that screen. I mean, they have on the uh, iPad minis because the bezel is so uh, small. They have technology now that can tell when you're trying to touch the screen and when you're accidentally touching it because you're just holding the phone. So it's not outside mm -hmm. the realm of possibilities that they could do that. I don't think they're going to do it, though. But now with 3D Touch, too, people said they thought that 3D Touch was the next step towards a no, no home button and edge-to-edge -edge display because you have more control that you don't need buttons for. There's more you can do just by pressing yeah, the screen. Yeah, that's true. What about the uh, security, the Touch ID, though? Nah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, they I could, they could that put that through. in the back, I guess. But with Apple Pay, Touch ID is really important. Yeah, that's true. And, and then, you know, I have it enabled for my App Store purchases as well. So yeah. what would the 7C have? Have you heard rumors of what that would be? I, don't, I just don't think they're going to go back. They were so successful with the larger sizes. I mean, I know there's a few people who complained, including me, because it is not as comfortable in my hand, but I've really grown to appreciate that larger screen size, and I don't think I would go back even though... It doesn't fit as well in my hand. Yeah, I'm the same way. I When they came up with a bigger screen, I complained. I said, oh, that's what Android does. iPhone doesn't do that. And I really didn't, the first week or so, mm -hmm. it's like, I hate this. And now when I see, like when I use a 5 or 5S, it feels like I'm holding like a toy. I'm I like, know, I know. I look at my daughter's <laughs> little 5S and I'm like, oh. It's so cute. cute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be so surprised if they went back, maybe not this soon, but really like for the longest time, phones were getting smaller and smaller and that was the competition. And now it's like they're getting larger but thinner. I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to continue to evolve. What, what would not surprise me is if Apple tried to come up with a cheaper iPhone. Um, yeah. Because mm -hmm. they have, now that all the carriers are going to the model where you buy your phone up front, and obviously there's financing available, but even so, it, the, the price didn't used to be so front and center, but now it is. So Although, have you seen, have you seen the reports that Basically, Apple may be selling like a smaller amount of smartphones, but they are making something like 94% of smartphone profits. Yeah, it's so, insane. Like, do they really need to capture that lower end market? I mean... Yeah, it seems like if anything, it's mm -hmm. going to hurt their profit margin because people yeah. who would have bought a nicer iPhone are buying a cheaper one. Yeah, And the carriers are making it more affordable to upgrade every year. Mm -hmm. So even... It doesn't seem like it's so front and center, the high price tag, as with, I thought it was going to be. With financing, you're putting zero down, so in some yeah. ways it's even less, but you have to have credit. So I don't know what like teenagers are doing when they buy Your phones. Your parents yeah. are paying yeah. for it. <laughs> as a parent of a teenager, I can tell you exactly or how they're they have yeah. Android phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, what other rumors for the 7 oh, are we here's hearing? Here's one I think that might actually happen, uh, waterproof. Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing that I too. hope so. I, that's one I've been asking for for a while. I think yeah. that... You know, there are Android phones that are waterproof. It's a really functional feature. I mean, it's really nice when you drop your phone in water and don't have to worry about it, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah, and the um, iPhone 6S test that showed the, the phone to be more waterproof 
said that there was certain like rubber linings around some of the parts on the inside, which shows them moving towards waterproofing already. Sometimes Apple does this where they actually do like secret features that are nice, but they're kind of testing it out. Like I've heard on the Apple Watch, there was something to measure your oxygen levels or something. Did you guys hear this? Hmm, no. Uh, we'll have to look into that and do a, a post a link to that. But it was a mm-hmm. similar thing where they didn't market it at all, but when people took it apart, they were surprised to find it. So sometimes Apple does that. I think they do it to test it out, and if it mm-hmm. goes well, then they make a big deal of the feature next time around. So we'll right. see. I think waterproof would be nice. I know, I don't know if this is rumored to happen, but it's on my wish list. I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for the LG phone where they're talking about their screen is like unbreakable. And I don't know if it's oh, true or nice. not, but if they made the screen less breakable, that would be awesome. Yeah, I spent that 100 bucks fixing my daughter's 5S screen. I bet, yeah. It was painful. She didn't have a glass screen protector on? She did not, which was very foolish. Well, she has like a protective case, but she also has all of my like, you know, more fashionable cases that I used to use when it was mm-hmm. my phone and... She had taken it out of the protective case and then was running uh-huh. along outside the school. And uh-huh. you can yep. guess how that ended. <laughs> $100 later. Yep. All right. Uh, next news item here. Unless it was there any other really important rumors yet that, I'm, that we're missing? Well, do you think there will be any other changes to the form factor? Because usually the... I think so. But we, it's, I think it's too early to know yet. I mean, I can tell you right now, it'll be a faster processor, probably a better camera. It'll, it'll be... About the same price. Like, I mean, I can make up most of the rumors because it's every yeah. year. A10 chip. A10 Although chip. usually the S upgrades have a, a larger change in the processor speed. Do they really? Usually, it's, uh, yeah, S is for speed. Oh, uh, I, d- I didn't or, even know that. Yeah. So there almost definitely will be a change to the form factor. So yeah. we'll, we'll stay I'm tuned. hoping for the edge-to-edge display. I'm just going to – I don't know if it's realistic, but that would be <laughs> well, so maybe awesome. at least smaller bezels. Yeah. We should have an office bet. We'll, do, we'll have to come up with something, some punishment. Mm. Uh, but uh, we'll do an office bet because I don't think it will happen. Sarah, I feel like you could think of a good office punishment for releases. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my evil brain to work on that. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, we want to pick your evil brain about Black Friday deals, Sarah. <laughs> I hate Black Friday. I just want to say that. There's some really good deals out there. Um, Black Friday has started to ruin my family Thanksgiving. I have some cousins who like will leave our Thanksgiving dinner early to go to Best Buy and Walmart. And I'm like, but, seriously, guys? But that's not Black Friday. Think, wait. But it's now it started on Thursday. It's insane, it's insane. how early they start. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about the people who have to work there? I know. I mean, they how don't have a choice about ditching their family on Thanksgiving. I mean, that might be attractive for like some people to ditch. Not your family, Donna. <laughs> but like I sometimes know. you're like, I've had it with it my family. Fun. I'm going to go save 100 bucks on an iPhone instead. I yeah, laugh. although with some of these deals, I actually might go <laughs> I might go Thursday night to get an Apple Watch because there's Ooh. some good deals. Wait, what do you mean? You have not, an Apple not Watch. Not for me, okay. but my, my brother-in-law really wants one. We've been uh, talking about getting him one for his birthday, which is coming up. So this would be the perfect chance. Ooh. Can I just say so. last year, I accidentally ended up in Walmart for like the Black Friday extravaganza it was the same thing where i assumed black friday started on friday i went to walmart i had a friend come to town and we like we're gonna buy some drinks and to hang out and like we were just wandering through like walmart and it like the whole store was like roped off and like hundreds of people were like lining up it was like such a disaster i'm like i just want my alcohol <laughs> people get trampled closed. yeah uh, yeah i think it was closed yeah Aww, every year don't people get like trampled and oh stores? yeah it's, oh yeah it's I a mean, disaster yeah so 
All right, so, so speaking I, of which, now that we've made so it sound so appealing, yeah, don't. <laughs> here's some actual deals. Uh, a lot of them actually are on iPads. So uh, Best Buy is offering $100 off the 16 gigabyte and 64 gigabyte uh, Wi-Fi iPad Air 2, and 125 off the uh, cellular. Or sorry, not the cellular. Wrong. The 128 gigabyte iPad Air 2. And the Apple Watch is $100 off. And That's kind of a big deal with the yeah. Apple Watch. $100 off from where? From Apple or from this Best Buy? This is Best Buy, yeah. Okay. I want, it makes me wonder, because I know we last, was it last week or the week before, we talked about 7 million units sold. Right. And Apple hasn't announced it, but Apple does not discount, and they hate it when other people discount their products. Mm. I it know. makes me wonder if they're really not selling well. And the fact all the other deals, I mean, the iPad Air 2 is one of the, the main devices that are on discount. But nothing, you know, the iPad Pro isn't, usually they don't yeah. do that with brand new devices. Yeah, it's, oh, you, There's not much on the iPhone success. Exactly. Like yeah. there's some trade-in deals, but, but they're not you, that Listen to great. last week's podcast to, for David to tell you why you shouldn't trade in your iPhone, why you should sell it instead. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think the good deals for this Black Friday, it's the Apple Watch especially, and then the iPad Air. Yeah, well, there's some, there's some MacBook deals as well. Um, oh, yeah. right. Like 150 off uh, for the MacBook and MacBook Pro at Best Buy, and uh, 125 off the MacBook Air, and you know some things like that. Um, Sam's Club has a discount on the iPad Air to 150 off. I think that's better than uh, that's better than Best Buy. But do you have to have like a Sam's Club membership? Yeah, yeah. I believe you do. And then Target, um, they're discounting the iPad Mini 4 and uh, for 100 off and. You can get an iPad Air 2, but you only get a, you get a $150 gift card. So if you're already yeah. planning to spend a bunch of money at Target, that'll be fine. But if you just want I was a discount. Say, to me, that's not the same. Like tar- all yeah. of Target's deals are gift cards. Oh, not you also the same. get $100 gift card for an Apple Watch there. Mm. That does nothing for me. They're closing our Target. Oh, yeah, this, this mm. is true. Do yeah. you guys have iPads? No. no. Oh, and you guys should go get them. <laughs> I, I mean, this is pretty tempting. IPad. Like, I can't even tell you I'm so excited that you're going to get me one iPad. for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'll take it out of your paycheck. <laughs> as long as you go stand in line. <laughs> yeah. I I would rather pay $150 and more and Avoid, not stand in yeah. line. I didn't see them giving any deals on the new Apple TV. Did you, Sarah? It's already pretty no, reasonably priced yeah. and it's brand new. I would be, I'm, yeah. not, I'm surprised there aren't deals on the old Apple TV, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's already so cheap, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, Staples has a good deal, and the iPad Air 2 is 150 off. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So go to Staples. Do yourself a favor. If you don't have an iPad yet, go get one. It's it's one of those things where before you buy one, you're like, oh, I don't know what I'll use it for. And then after you buy one, it's like you just use it all the time. Well, and also, if you're not sure you want that full-sized iPad, uh, the iPad Mini 4 is also $100 off at Staples. I'm To me, Staples seems like maybe the best place. Yeah, okay. I, I can buy that. I recommend, I like the full-size screen. I think especially now that the 6S and the 6 have the bigger screen. The Mini yeah. isn't as exciting. I think it's but nice. One thing about the iPad Mini 4 is apparently the display is better than that on the iPad Pro. I know you Is were it? worried about that, David. I was. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my iPad Air recommendation, iPad Air 2. And the other thing is, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but it seems like the iPad's become a relatively mature product. So it seems like you're okay going this time of year and buying one that's discounted rather than mm-hmm. waiting till the new one comes out. I agree, but I'm interested too. Like, I'm curious how successful these Black Friday deals will be because 
you know, iPads aren't selling as quickly as they have been in the past. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. But this would be the time if you're shopping for like kids, for instance. I yeah. feel like kids are a big market for iPads because they don't necessarily need a, a, a smartphone, but they really want to play those games and do all those other things. So, yeah. so remember, guys, when we were saying, oh, we have all this news, but don't worry because we're going to go really quickly through it because we have so oh. much to talk about today. All right, um, so let's move on. We're going to move on because we got a lot to talk about today. So Apple Watch 2. Uh, the, what's the latest rumor in terms of when the Apple Watch 2 is going to be announced? Right. Uh, it's rumored to be announced in March, and then the rumors are saying anything from April to June for the release. So, I mean, okay. W- and really, know, it's just based, last year, really. Yeah, it's just or based off year. Apple's regular annual releases. And mm-hmm. since we got the, the Apple Watch in April, it would yeah. make sense. Sometimes well, these rumors are really just educated guesses. That yeah, I know. Whenever rumors. I hear these rumors, yeah. I'm like, I could start these rumors. And then I think I should actually start rumors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, basically what used to happen is Apple used to have a spring announcement for the iPad and then a fall announcement for the iPhone. Lately, they've been announcing the both this year and last year, they announced their iPads and stuff. During the fall announcement, which leads us to believe mm. that the i that they're saving their spring announcement for the next version of the Apple Watch, mm. and it makes sense. It's a year old at that mm-hmm. point, so um, maybe in the next episode we can talk about what the rumors are for that. I haven't heard any. Have you guys? Um, I've heard better battery life, possible sleep tracking, and um, maybe more waterproof. Interesting, interesting. Well, but I went like, swimming yeah. with my Apple Watch, so it, I, it, it I went right in the shower. I feel like if Tim Cook can do it, so can I. Yeah, but I'm go. hoping for a better battery life. I think, you know, 18 hours and not even that a lot of well, times. Well, there's no way not... you could sleep track That's without what I was better gonna battery say. Those life. two things go yeah. hand in hand because it's mm-hmm. fine as long as you can charge it every night. But mm-hmm. if you want to go a few days, then you need to have better battery life. Right. Okay. Uh, last of our news item, iPad Pro came out. When did it come out? This isn't the oh, news no, part. It's been like a couple it's weeks. It's been like a couple weeks. So yeah. we wanted to talk about the latest reviews. The uh, No one in our office got one because I think none of yeah. us are that excited about it. But what what are the people who are reviewing it? What are they saying about it? I mean, good things. People are really impressed with, you know, it's really powerful. The display is great. You can, it's really fast. People love the Apple Pencil. Um, and they don't love the smart keyboard. Oh, yeah, I've heard smart keyboard is flimsy. Is that the problem with it? There's only one angle. You kind of, it's kind of like, you have to like fold it sort of. It's like, I heard it described as origami, basically. I think they described it as origami, actually. You know, that's not like. It's not made this, especially for like sitting in your lap, which most people use their iPads that way. They don't want to have to. Apparently, I do Mm -hmm. all my computing lying in bed. Yeah, so and that's with a iPads, problem. it's perfect for like lounging, and so you definitely yeah, do want a keyboard that does that. It's too big to not be supported by something. Yeah, and then it like so. magnetically sticks to the iPad Pro, and what's really weird about that is like you have to just arrange it all. It takes some time instead of just like with the Microsoft Pro, you just use the kickstand and and like prop it up to the angle you want. It's really easy, and you right. can do that with or without the keyboard. I mean. It seems I, you know, Yeah. The one ideal. thing people do like about the smart keyboard is apparently all the reviewers spill their lattes a lot on their <laughs> keyboards. <laughs> and you can just wipe it off, which is pretty awesome. But I would, nice. I would rather have like a little more function and sturdiness. Yeah. Um, the Verge, I was listening to what they had to say in their review. 
And they were like, the reviewer tried to use it for work Mm -hmm. and said the same thing that David predicted, which is that with the mobile operating system, there were just things like even putting watermarks on their images or doing different things like that. They ran into roadblocks and it's just not set up for like work productivity like the iPad Pro says that it is. And it's an issue of the mobile operating system isn't isn't really good enough. You need the desktop operating system or them to be merged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those are that's what I've been hearing too. That people like the iPad Pro, and I I'm not surprised because I'm sure it's great. Uh, but that it's not yet at a point where you can use it as your primary computer for work and for right. professional use, which unfortunately is what they're trying to market it for. I really feel like all of these um, tablet keyboards, you know, that are for your iPads, really need a trackpad. Mm-hmm. If you, because if you're using it in a sort of laptop mode, then you really need a trackpad. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the point. There is no laptop mode. Like for mm-hmm. the um, Surface, there is, and you can switch between mobile operating system and like a desktop operating system. And the desktop operating system, there's a reason why that's the operating system for work. It's something that there's it's mm-hmm. a higher powered operating system. There's more functionality. And so, yeah, I agree. I think that until the iPad Pro has a solution that lets you uh, do all the things that you could do on a desktop. And I think the solution is merging operating systems and have, being able to have Tim a mouse. Tim says they're not doing that. I know. I'm, I'm, it puts me in the uncomfortable position of saying, I think Apple's wrong and Microsoft's right, well, and I hate to be that person. Yeah. I feel like Apple says they're not going to do something, and they totally yeah. are. Yeah, Tim Cook, or not yeah. Tim Cook, Steve Jobs went on and on about how they were never going to make an iPhone bigger than the iPhone 4. So, you know, mm-hmm. that that's Apple's playbook. Of course, they're going to defend the decision they made until they change their mind, and then they'll defend the fact that they changed their mind. It's possible they feel like the time when they can really successfully merge those two operating systems is far enough away that they're just going to pretend that they're doing exactly, this on purpose. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I that's, think that's I, spot I, on. I, I, yeah, I think and that is my contra- contribution to making up rumors today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I agree with that rumor. Um, okay, so moving right along, uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite apps and gear. And Donna and I did something fun this week. I think it was last week, actually. So we each have a pair of wireless headphones, and we got them at the same time. I have the Sennheiser Momentums, uh, and Donna has the Parrot Zeke 2.0. And we decided to, to trade for a week because we both liked our headphones but had complaints and were curious to try the other person's headphones. That's um, right. So we're going to talk about the results of that. Um, first of all, let's, uh, let's describe what these headphones are. Uh, I can describe the Sennheiser Momentums. They're a Bluetooth 4, uh, so they are wireless. Uh, but they do, one of the nice things I do like about it, they do come with a cord, so you can do wired or wireless. They're noise canceling, um, and they retail for $4.99, so they're not for, they're not a budget pair of headphones. Uh, but for, they're about what you pay, unfortunately, these days for noise canceling, Bluetooth, nice mm-hmm. top of the line headphones. Um, the and, pair, yeah, oh. go ahead, go ahead. The Parrot Zeke 2.0, uh, they retail for $399, so they're a little less expensive, but you know, still very high-end. And they're a really sleek pair of Bluetooth headphones um, that, you know, made with genuine leather, uh, really nice, cushy feel. Um, they have a touchpad ear 
ear pad. So um, on the right ear pad, you can swipe up and down to control the volume, tap on it to pause, and then also when you take the headphones off, the uh, whatever is playing pauses, and then when you put them back on, plays again. That's so cool. those are those are that's really the key feature to mm-hmm. the Parazeeks that are pretty cool. And, and the Sennheisers had a similar feature where you the the side of the um, earbud was not uh, touch sensitive, but they had a button that you could basically do most of the same things with. You could uh, pause it. You push the button to pause. You push the button to play. You double tap to skip a song. And I think if you, I think on the outside is touch sensitive to turn up the volume, actually. Have you tried that yet? Well, there was like a sliding bar thing that had a plus and a minus and you slide, and I was noticing when you slide it up, the volume went oh, up and slide it down. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But it's not really the same thing as a, as the Parrot Zeke's. Yeah. From what I, but maybe I No, you're, you're right. No, no, no. You're right. It's a button that you can use to control the volume rather yeah. than the, um, rather than having the actual side be sensitive yeah like with the parrot zeeks there's nothing visual to be able to tell like it's just a leather ear pad there and you're just Mm -hmm. swiping up and down on it so so which pair of headphones do you feel like had the best like most intuitive easy to use controls i think the parrots yeah i thought the parrot as well um one of the things that was interesting too was that uh we'll, we'll probably put a link to both of these headphones on go take a look they really could not look more different. Yeah. Um, the Sennheisers have that really kind of retro classic headphone look, whereas like the Parrot's a really modern, sleek look. And so mm-hmm. I actually, I don't. What, what did you think? I like the Sennheiser look better. I think so too. The Parrot's like when I when I got them in the mail, I was like, you can just tell right away this is a really nice. Yeah, they're high. They're both very high quality. Yeah, like it just feels really nice. But it has more of like almost a little futuristic look to it, the way they designed it. And there's something nice about, I think, about the Sennheiser classic look. Yeah, they both, I think, really are sleek, nice looking headphones. Yeah. I I definitely got more attention with the pair. Like I had people stop me and ask me about them, whereas nobody Uh asked about the Sennheiser because they just look like nice headphones. Yeah. Yeah. So I think looks wise, I mean, it depends on your style, but Mm -hmm. both of us, the Sennheisers were Mm -hmm. more... Our style. One of the other interesting things I found, and part of the uh, motivation for switching was, I actually found the Sennheiser headphones to be a little bit uncomfortable after uh, long use. Uh, and Donna was finding the Parrot headphones to be a little <laughs> bit uncomfortable after long use. We switched. I think the Parrot. I find the Parrot to be much more comfortable. How are you liking the Sennheiser? So I think the Sennheisers are more comfortable. It's so interesting. <laughs> but I still, I still struggle with finding any kind of over ear. Bluetooth mm-hmm. or over-ear headphones that are comfortable with long use. I mm-hmm. always end up getting a bit of a headache, but I found the Sennheisers like squeezed my head less. Mm, yeah. I felt like the parrots squeezed my head. <laughs> I know you were complaining about That's that. That's like a common issue for Donna. <laughs> Donna Egghead. <laughs> <laughs> That's her office nickname. <laughs> um, sorry, I started it. I'm sorry. The, the thing I did find, though, the parrots to be... Like the little subtle features were really cool. The fact when you took it off your ear, it would stop playing music. Mm-hmm. The touch buttons or the touch, I don't know what to call it. I want to touch call it pad. touchpad, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, I, 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 my vote was the parrot. What, what, what would you vote if you had to vote now? 
I, I like the Sennheisers better. Right. So I, I think the trade might actually just last. We, we were going to do it for a week, and we were both very like, wait, but if I don't like it, I get it back. <laughs> what about what, sound quality-wise? You know, you like? I, I, we'll have to bring them both in and listen side by uh-huh. side. I, I like the noise canceling better on the Parrot. I thought it had better noise canceling. Have you been listening to the Parrot this week? I no, have. I've no been... I still have it. <laughs> Sarah can attest to the fact that the sound ca- canceling works very well in Sennheisers. Every time I go into her office, she doesn't even notice. I have to like go and stand directly in front of her so and like, get <laughs> it's her really attention. Weird. But but to be fair, even if Donna doesn't have headphones on, that's the way it is. <laughs> so she's a very focused person, it's and so true, you you true, can't actually. ask questions until you, she like knows that she needs to it's be listening. True. <laughs> yeah, Ran, we we share an office. She has like a new routine where she'll just be like, Donna, I have a question. And then she'll wait for like three minutes until I'm like, what? Did you say something to me? <laughs> it's so funny. I do that exact same thing. I walk in, I go, hey, Donna. And then I wait. <laughs> and then like a minute or two later, you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. But I do think it, it has been startling with the Sennheisers that I can't hear. Like Sarah just sounds like this really muffled. <laughs> That's interesting because I found that. Um, voice. I found that the Sennheiser, I thought, had more ambient noise, which wasn't hmm. necessarily a bad thing, but it didn't necessarily block my background noise. And I was in a coffee shop, and like there was just really annoying, obnoxious people around me, and right. I was like, God, I, I want better sound <laughs> cancellation. I feel like you guys need to see an audiologist now and like get the particulars of your hearing tested to <laughs> see. Yeah. What we really yeah. need to do and didn't, so we should probably do a follow-up on this, is have them both side-by-side side and like switch back and forth to get like direct comparison because yeah but i think the sound quality was was better i or the um the sound cancellation was better in the parrot was my opinion yeah i think the sound cancellation might be better in the parrots i think the overall audio quality was better with the sennheisers okay i'll I'll have to do we'll have to do a comparison okay in general i do really i know they're expensive i was going to disagree with sherry earlier sherry was the person who wrote the email i'm going to disagree with her now it's worth it to go get a nice pair of headphones, especially if you travel a lot. Noise canceling and Bluetooth are both really convenient features mm-hmm. for when you're traveling. Having that cord hanging from your pocket when you're like trying to like walk through an airport or, or anything like that is a hassle. And the noise canceling when you're on an airplane, oh my God. To be fair <laughs> to Sherry, she didn't say in her letter that she was against wireless headphones. No, she said she didn't find a difference between expensive headphones and cheap headphones. And I'm saying expensive headphones are worth it. I think it. in terms of the cord quality. Oh, okay, okay. I think mm-hmm. buy some expensive, high-quality wireless headphones and then and take good care of them. And then they'll last a long time, and you won't have to worry about your cables breaking. Is that your what oh, you're saying? That's basically? what I'm trying to say. I appreciate you backing me up because for a second I thought you were defending Sherry, and I'm like, you don't even know Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another nice thing about the Sennheisers is that they're collapsible. So for yeah, travel, that they, I like a lot. Yeah, they have a really, and it works well. Like mm-hmm. they just fold into themselves, and you can. Yeah, I like that. But I thought that was going to be a bigger deal than it ended up being because even when they collapse they're still pretty bulky and yeah, so it's, it's like true. either way they're bulky enough where it, it didn't bother me you're not saving like a ton of time a ton of space exactly <laughs> all right well let's get to the matter at hand uh and talk about the apple tv and i'm gonna turn the clipboard over to it looks like donna's grabbing it so uh, donna and right. sarah are gonna ask the questions because i got the apple tv and set it up so i'm the one who actually can give you guys the hands-on review today this is fun. We get to grill David. <laughs> Yay. So, David, tell us about the Apple TV. <laughs> Solid first question. We, we wrote questions down, and Not that was a good all intro. Not Yeah. <laughs> is the voice search. Well, really, the voice search, I think, is the biggest selling point of the Apple TV. 
So mm -hmm. from having a little time to, to try it out, um, is it as great as we were expecting? In general, I think one of the reasons why I like doing hands-on reviews is because what Apple markets is the biggest, most important features, I don't always find to be the most important features. That's so I, I, I disagree with that, and, and we can get into that in some of my other opinions, because I think there are other parts of the Apple TV that actually make a bigger difference to me. Uh, I think the voice uh, controls are both great and need improvement, <laughs> is my opinion. Uh, they, hmm. being able to navigate with your voice is really convenient, especially on the TV where like the remote was just such a hassle. Um, for example, uh, if I wanted to watch a show on HBO, I'd have to like navigate to the HBO app and then navigate through their settings to the like to the show I wanted to watch and then navigate to uh, the right show. See, I've already like decided not to watch TV, just like. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. exactly, you're like, screw it. <laughs> uh, Pick where, up your book. Yeah, where, so, whereas with the voice navigation, it's so cool to be able to launch an app uh, and it's really cool you can even launch a TV show. Uh, now what I'm finding though is some apps or TV shows work better than others. So like if I wanna watch, um, what was it that I was watching? I'm trying to remember which one it worked for. I think it was, um, one of the Netflix shows, I'm drawing a blank, with Kevin Spacey, help me out here. Oh, House of Cards? Yeah, so if I go watch House of Cards, it pulls up House of Cards. Whereas if I go watch Masters of None, which is this new show I'm watching, are you guys watching with Aziz? No, I'm sorry. No, but uh, Shiva, our gear editor, actually, like, really? emailed me and was like, you have to watch this show. Oh, I heard his new book is really good, too. Something I haven't read the new book. Romance. Yeah, something. modern romance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the show, I, I really enjoy it, Aziz Ansari. It, it reminds me... I'm reluctant to say this because you guys know I'm like the biggest Seinfeld fan in the world. <laughs> and so I don't want people who love Seinfeld to get overexcited, but it, it's a little bit like a modern Seinfeld. Uh, oh, wow. That's a Yeah. I was describing it to a friend of mine who also likes Seinfeld a lot. And I was like, okay, well, I want you to think of a modern day Seinfeld and then divide your excitement by a thousand. And, <laughs> then, and then that's about how good it is, okay. which is still really good. So go check it out. But the point that I was getting at, sorry, I got distracted there. If you say go open Masters of None, it doesn't recognize it. Oh. Um, so it doesn't seem to know all shows on all networks, but it even just saying open Netflix is really quick and easy. Um, it also, I find in general, Siri isn't as good as some of the Google stuff. Like mm. I wrote my article, how it would be so cool to be like, show me Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies because you don't want to type out Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they sort of actually did that similar things in the demonstration, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, it took me three tries to get it to recognize Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so it has room for improvement, but it's still way nicer than not having it at all. And in general, I'd give it maybe like the voice, I'd give it like a B in terms of accuracy. It's not hmm. bad, it's not failing, but it could be better. Hmm. Now, did it not recognize Masters of None because it's a new show or because it's on its... It's not on one of the services that that voice search. Can no, it, it's on Netflix, search. so it oh. should work for that. Uh, and it didn't like. And then I said, "Show me Aziz Ansari shows," and it was like hopeless with Aziz Ansari. It was like so. It was like uh, it got Aziz right, and then it just kept saying, "Aziz, I'm sorry." <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah. kind of disappointing. It's a yeah. So it has some room I, for improvement. I'm not surprised. Yeah. But but like <laughs> I don't want to downplay it because it is really convenient. And even saying open Netflix, it opens Netflix right away, and it took me to the show that I was watching most recently anyway, which was that show. So it's okay. So it was all okay. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I watched the show. Don't even worry. I know you guys worry. Um, I, I, yeah, I was deeply worried. So with the universal search, how universal is it actually in terms of what apps are supported? 
Um, I think the biggest disappointment, and I talked about this in my article, is that Amazon Amazon doesn't even have an app yet, uh, wow. which is really disappointing. So are they planning to? Do you know? Because they pulled they the Apple TV off their really? site. Yeah, yeah. What I've been hearing is that they really want to sell their Apple, their Amazon Fire TV, so they don't want to help Apple TV in any way. See, to me, that's so that's disappointing. Like Amazon, to me, needs to be agnostic. Like it's okay for them to cr- produce their own devices, but they should. They can't be getting into that war because it's like it's like Walmart deciding not to carry an Apple TV. It's like they yeah. need to sell everything. Kindle's gonna lose. I mean, not Kindle, but. You know, Amazon's going to lose. Like, I read on my iPhone. If they didn't have the Kindle app, I would just move on. I mean... Yeah, and so many people have Apple TV and want to be able to use... And you can... Okay, so you can, from your iPhone, put it... Start playing and put it on Apple TV. But they don't have an app. So Mm. that's disappointing. But in general, it had most of what I wanted. Like, it had all the main ones, which was HBO Go and Netflix and Hulu and Showtime. So it covered most of them, but certainly, Mm -hmm. like, there were a lot missing. And like I said, it's not fully comprehensive. It won't open up any show, and it also won't, uh, like, necessarily get everything right. (laughs) So how are you finding it, like, having, like, multiple streaming services? Like... Are you able to replace cable? Is it kind of a pain to have all the different streaming services? Um, I so I, I had the old Apple TV, so I already had an Apple TV, and was so I haven't added any cable services into my life lately. Um, but in general, it subsidizes cable. I think mostly because I'm a big sports fan, so mm. I I you can't watch sports without cable yet. Doesn't Sling TV, uh, their subscription service, have some good sports offerings? It does. Well, it has some. I actually don't know. I'd have to look into it. I have Red Zone, so mm-hmm. I, I I watch a lot of football. Uh, so I'm not ready to give up on my cable yet, but it definitely is the closest that I've seen, and I think it has the potential to be that, especially because most of the – what's interesting – is that most of the um, different networks have apps, but then you have to be subscribed to cable to use them. So right. it's kind of, it hasn't been decoupled yet enough to be able to, for me to cut the wire. And just back to the Amazon um, debate, do you, what shows on Amazon are you missing? Is it that you have an Amazon Prime account and you want to be able to access that library? Or yeah, are there Amazon I mean, original shows you want to watch? No, the truth is I tend to watch Netflix and not Amazon, but I am an Amazon Prime hmm. subscriber, so I, in theory, should be watching, like, Amazon Prime more. So it was less of a personal complaint and more of a complaint if you do watch Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, I have friends who don't have cable and just have an Amazon Prime account and that's how they watch their shows. Yeah, it works. So that really, that sucks for them. Vikings. Vikings is on Amazon Prime. I like that show. Vikings kind of stinks. Oh, I liked it. (laughs) I, I, I use Amazon Prime. I mean, I use Amazon, I guess it's not Prime, to watch movies that I own, like Mm -hmm. digital movies. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, like Netflix is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's certainly like, I think it would only be a select group of people Mm. who would not buy an Apple TV because of the Amazon thing, especially because you can still use the Amazon app from your phone to make it happen. So it's not a big deal. So it's sounding like so far the universal search is pretty great, but Siri still needs some improvement. That's yeah. So far, Uh, that's my opinion on that. Yeah. um, Now, what about the new remote? Is it that much better? Um, let me think. Yes, it's, there's some things I like better about it. One of the things that they didn't market at all that I thought was really cool was 
uh, the volume button, they have like a special little functionality to like match the volume for your TV or your amplifier, uh, whatever you're using volume for. So I can actually control the volume on my mm -hmm. amp through the Apple TV remote, which would be useful mm -hmm. for anybody, but was particularly useful for me because nice. the volume button on my other remote was broken. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so it was like a, like a really big deal that like made my life so much better. It's, not everything has to be a one yeah. volume anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it, and it synced really efficiently. The other thing I really like about the remote, there's like a few little things I like about it. Um, when you're, I really like the new fast forward and rewind. It's mm -hmm. like that to me is like a life changer. It's something that you don't market a lot because it's not a big deal. But with the old Apple TV, you'd, you know, you'd swipe right to, to fast forward and you get a little spinny bar for like 10 seconds ah. and then it would slowly scrub forward <laughs> and then you push play and you'd get a spinny bar again and it would slowly scrub. Um, so now uh, what you do to fast forward is you just swipe over and it shows you the whole show and where you are and like where it's going to fast forward to. Hmm. So rather than like having different speeds of fast forward or rewind, you just like say like, oh, I want to go to 20 minutes and 12 seconds. And then you push play and it it like plays like instantly. It's so fast. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And so like that's I'm realizing like... I'm so impatient. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the type of thing where like they're not going to market it because it's not like a fancy new feature. It's fast forward. But it like it's a, from the use case and from the user experience, it's way nicer. And they also have like the ability to... Uh, skip forward 10 seconds or skip back 10 seconds. That's It's like kind of like podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which like is really that. nice because sometimes you just want to be like, oh, wait, I just missed that and you go back. Yeah. And, and you can do the what did, what did they say too and it'll go back. The only thing about the remote that annoys me is that um, if you swipe down, it pulls up subtitles. And I keep accidentally mm. swiping down when I don't mean to. <laughs> yeah, and so that then seems it's like, like almost too accessible. Yeah, and it's like for subtitles. And it's like how often am I adjusting yeah. my subtitles function? I know. Right. Usually they used to be so buried, I remember, in your remote settings. Yeah. Being able to change subtitles. And it's something they should bury again. <laughs> and you can Siri it if you need to. Yeah. Well, you can't like go into settings and change what those swipes do. I, I probably could. I'll look into that. <laughs> I kind of doubt it, though. I feel like Apple usually decides how it's going to be. And that's how it is, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of different things in where you can go into your settings and change like swiping this direction or that on an email or that's true so i, f I feel like apple's getting more into I'll that i'll look into that and, and report back to you guys so the user interface um has that changed much in terms of what the main screen looks like and how you navigate around one of or the organized things, apps one of the things i like about it because i was complaining about the app organization is that the only apps that show up now are the apps that you've consciously downloaded uh, oh, so that the, seems way better. It's way better because then there's not like a million apps and they're I always adding that. some all the time. And like, yes, I understand because every time I complain, you guys correct me that I know <laughs> I can get rid of them, but it was a hassle to always have to yeah. manage it. No, Jim no. Carpin, who writes for the magazine and the blog, he was saying that too, that it was a huge improvement. Yeah. And, and somehow I find it easier to be able to uh, control, like delete them and because the remote's just a little bit more functional. So, yeah, nice. I, I like that user interface better for sure. And, and also, the voice being able to open apps means I don't have to use the interface as much, which is also nice. So is there an app store that looks the same as, um, you know, on your iPhone that you can go to to get to download the other apps? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's the app store like? It's... It's really beautiful. I, I'm I was surprised how nice it looks. Like they did a really good job understanding that a TV is a huge screen and they should put some attention on making it look nice. Right. So it really looks sleek. Uh, there's not a lot of apps yet. 
So the apps that are there are basically the apps that have like been bundled into my old Apple TV anyway, uh-huh. uh, with the exception of some games. And I haven't really gone into games yet. I did a little bit of the like, uh, what was the chicken game that we were talking Crossy about? Crossy Road. Yeah, I did Crossy Road. Uh, I did a little bit mm-hmm. of that. I didn't. So you haven't it. tried a game controller yet or anything? No, I haven't synced with game controllers. I, I I have an Xbox which I like rarely use, so I don't think I'm gonna go down that road too far. Um, but the I don't remember the question. Oh, the App Store looks really nice. It was easy to navigate. I look forward to there being more apps. Let me put it that way. Have you downloaded any third-party apps besides Crossy Road? Um, mm-hmm. I down- well, first of all, it, the, no apps come default other than Apple's right. like, like music and yeah, TV and exactly. movies. Exactly. So even like Netflix, I had to go and download and okay. HBO. I had to go download. Uh, and then I did download a couple that I didn't have before. I downloaded, let me think, I downloaded the weather app so I could have the weather. Um, One of the things I actually really like, though, even though most of the apps I downloaded I had before, uh, Apple didn't really let you update your app very often, it seemed like, on the Apple TV, Hmm. whereas Hmm. these are all, like, all the apps are all completely redone. And you could tell that the people now had a lot more control than they used to have because all the apps are much sleeker. Like the new Netflix app is so much nicer than the old one. I'm feeling jealous. I, I know. know. I like, I really love it. I, I'm surprised by how much I'm enjoying the difference between the Apple TVs. And was the setup, did you have to log into Netflix or isn't there, you, oh, was, if you just hold your phone right by so the device? It was so cool. Yeah, yeah you work? just, you just like, you plug your, uh, your Apple TV in and you put your phone on top. And it like uses Bluetooth to like sync and and it doesn't set up everything. I was hoping it would like download Netflix and, and, and enter like my password one, and stuff. Sign you in. Yeah, it didn't do that stuff, so I still had to do that. But huh. what it did do was like set up like my settings, like my Wi-Fi, and all, cool. and had all my like Apple passwords already in there and set up for me and stuff. So that That's was great. pretty cool. The setup was really like convenient. Nice. One thing though with setup, for some reason Apple TVs don't come with HDMI cables. Which is so weird. I know, to me. I hate that. It's so stupid. Who isn't using an HDMI yeah. cable with it's Apple like TV? Batteries not included. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. So make sure when you buy an Apple TV, you also on Amazon or wherever you buy your Apple TV because you can't you buy it on Amazon. Amazon yeah. I know you get an HDMI cable. Otherwise, you're gonna have this like beautiful new Apple TV and you won't be able to use it. Although it's That's not beautiful, tip. it looks exactly like the old one, but a little bit clunkier. So it looks clunkier. Well, it, it, it's just a little bit bigger. Huh. So in terms of looks. it's not they could have done better i think i mean the old one looked fine so it's not like it looks ugly but like do something that's like for a long time yeah it looks almost it looks i literally identical but bigger and that's weird to have a new device that looks the same but but clunkier i mean it is much more powerful so i guess maybe yeah yeah yeah, no i get it i'm sure they didn't have a choice but i'm allowed to complain anyway and also (laughs) compared compared to any other like the direct tv box or different things like that it looks so much better than that it looks better than roku yeah yeah we have a whatever they call that they i don't know why they have to give it a name the whatever comes with like dish we have it's huge it looks like another freaking oh the hopper yeah Yeah, I i have the hopper too yeah um, so I guess just overall, has the Apple TV met your expectations? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I mean, you can tell by my tone. I it, it surpassed my expectations. And one of the things, I like I said in the beginning, I always look for when I'm doing a hands-on review is like all the little things. And Apple did a great job. Like it's really quick. It's snappy. Whereas I didn't find the old Apple TV to be snappy. Like whenever you tried to put something on AirPlay, for example, it would like take mm-hmm. a little while mm-hmm. whenever you try to open up an app it would take a little while so it's quicker i like the app store um 
the navigation, the fast forward and rewind, all the little details. Mm-hmm. Overall, I really like it. I'm really happy with it. Oh, cool. oh the cool. other thing I like is the new um, HD video thingies. <laughs> really exciting. Yeah. Very technical. Um, the screensavers. What they used to have is they used to have like these pictures that would kind of float over the screen and they'd have like 10 of them and they're all kind of overlapping. Yeah. And the pictures were cool looking pictures, but it was kind of a little bit of a cheesy thing to have them yeah. all like floating. So now they've taken these HD videos that are kind of time lapse of like beautiful locations. And uh. so instead it's like you're just watching like a slow time lapse of like a beautiful location. I feel like this finally might be a good place to use time-lapse videos because yeah. the time-lapse Apple Watch screens, I think, are <laughs> no, totally, totally lame. Useless. Yeah. But yeah. Like, like, here's a beautiful way to drain your Apple Watch yeah, battery. Totally but not even useless. that beautiful. I felt like on a small yeah, screen, it, says, it yeah. wasn't like that awesome. It's a really good point. But I could see on your Apple TV, like sitting back. I mean, sometimes when you just have music playing, for instance, um, on your Apple TV, it might be nice to have time-lapse video going too when you have like people over or something. I want sp- Spotify. I hope Spotify releases an app. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Pandora has one. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at the idea that the like these screensavers are so beautiful that you would have like to your guests be like, let's watch the Apple TV screensavers. <laughs> well, you don't. It's not like let's watch it. It's just in the background. Yeah, so. instead of like instead of like an eyesore. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other complaints because I feel like I'm like, so, maybe being a little too like, positive here. <laughs> what about well, Apple the, Music? Like, what's the? Are you able to do music on there? I'm sure you yeah. can, but I'm on record as being a Spotify user, not an Apple Music user. So I don't really. I, I think Pandora might have an app. I'd have to look, but I really want yeah, the Pandora. Spotify app. Yeah. Really is what it comes down to. Um, other complaints for it are. I don't know. It's really nice. I really like it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like for Christmas, Sarah and I are going to have to buy ourselves yeah. one. Yeah. Um, oh, one complaint is the iPhone app doesn't work. Maybe they're going to fix it. The remote app. Yeah, the yeah. remote app doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, I and thought that was so bizarre. I can't tell you how annoying it is when you're like, when you're setting up Netflix and HBO and all of them want you to type in your password and you can't just type it in from your iPhone. Instead, you have to like swipe left and right to select each... That's like, ridiculous. It was really oh, so annoying. So you're stuck back with that. Yeah, you can't type on your iPhone. And I That's can't use lame. my Apple Watch, which I really liked using that as a remote. Um, so I hope they fix that because that that is annoying. Do you feel better now that you found something to complain about about it, David? I feel a little bit better. I like to be like <laughs> cynical. I'm like, I, I, I like to be cynical in my reviews, but I'm... You just failed when you said that the App Store was beautiful. Yeah, I know, I know. but it's beautiful, guys. Go look at David's it. David's getting all emotional here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was nice. Um, I, I, in my core, I'm not cynical. I'm an Apple geek, so I'm <laughs> sorry. May, if you guys have complaints, let us know. Actually, in general, let us know. So yeah. you can go yeah. email us at podcast at iphonelife.com or go comment on our post if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. Yeah, I'd love to hear what our listeners and readers mm-hmm. think about the Apple TV. Exactly. Send us an email. Thanks for listening this week, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, And make sure you go subscribe to our podcast. We do a podcast every week, every Tuesday. So go subscribe. Uh, And once again, that's iphonelife.com slash daily tip to get a free subscription to a free email daily tip newsletter. Uh, iphonelife.com slash insider to get a subscription to our premium service. And iphonelife.com slash podcast for all the links to all these products that we've talked about today. Yeah, make sure you're getting the most out of your iPhone like all of us are. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, talk to you guys next week. Bye.